0: Hi, I'm uh, Tim Flattery. I've worked on uh, Batman Returns and Batman Forever as a as a concept artist. Uh, did the Batmobile on Batman Forever. And you're listening to superhero stuff you should know because you should. It's important.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another special episode, another special interview from Superhero Stuff You Should Know. This is once again the man who knows too much about Batman. This is Ben Juan. And with me, as usual...
2: It's Andrew, everybody. And I can't wait to talk about Turbo Man for three hours.
0: <laughs> we could do that, too.
1: Make another episode. <laughs> so, we... Uh, For those who have been following us for a while, you know that we've done a lot of episodes on the concept art for a lot of the 90s Batman movies, and we were very fortunate enough to have somebody involved with the concept art who uh, found our episode on the Batman Return stuff, uh, commented on it, wanted to uh, share more about it, and I was just like, well... Who am I to turn that down? Of course, we love these stories. (laughs) This guy knows way more about what happened behind the scenes than I do. So we're bringing him on. He was involved in both Batman Returns and Batman Forever, involved in many of the designs for the Penguin Army and Returns or the Batmobile in Batman Forever. Please welcome Tim Flattery. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, like I said in my message to you, I... I, um you were speaking my language in your commentary and i had to reach out to you it was it was so good i i had to reach out to you i wanted to um be part of it cuz there's so much more that i could add that you were talking about in regards to some of the concept art and background to it um mm-hmm. and um where like some of these concepts came from uh so i just i, I couldn't wait to speak with you
1: awesome i'm awesome. sure in some ways it could Thank be infuriating where it's just like, I know the reason behind that. So like, <laughs> right. it's exactly. time for you to, to uh, have the stage on that. So uh, a lot of this, for those who haven't seen that episode, check out that episode and come back. But we're going to see a lot of that type of stuff in this one. So uh, I'm just going to sort of browse through this, and you can let us know, Tim, when we get to something that uh, you know, you're know you involved in. This is obviously some of the early Tim Burton uh, right. sketches and stuff. Uh, right. So, storyboards of uh the great opening of the penguin carriage going down into the sewers
2: just a Uh, a disclaimer for the aural listener this is a highly visual episode this time around so
0: yeah for sure like um what you're seeing here is um some gouache paintings that tom lay had done um that first painting and he Hmm. was amazing this one here is mine that's um So you'll see a lot of artwork from myself, Tom Lay, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Marty Klein, Jacques Ray, um, some Tom Valentine stuff. This is a Tom Lay painting as well. And he was a, he was an interesting guy. He was um, not your typical concept artist. He was sort of an older curmudgeon Southern (laughs) gentleman Uh um, that rode his bike into Warner brothers every day. And
2: um, that's awesome.
0: um, He, he, He was, and it was funny. uh, He was very, you know, you'd walk, you'd walk over to him and watch him while he was painting. He was very protective about his technique and painting and keeping it from you. He didn't want the young guns (laughs) learning what he knew. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of funny, but he had a, he had a great way of a simple um, technique that was, um, was incredibly um, direct and useful in his lighting and um, neat guy. Uh, he's mm. he's been he's been passed for quite a while
1: nice that is awesome and it's it's great to look at as well especially as fans of this movie
0: yeah he was capable of doing everything from um uh, interiors to exteriors. this is this is marty klein so marty klein did a lot of charcoal work mm. and um laid out a lot of um some of the some of the backings and still shots, like some of the stuff you guys were talking on that original episode in regards to Mike Wash paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, some were layouts for matte paintings, and some were backings for the stage of um, downtown Gotham, which we shot on stage sixteen at one of others. So Marty would lay out a lot of these shots. He would have he um smart dude that has been involved in uh, a lot of effects back in the day and and also art department stuff. and so he he would lay out a lot of shots uh taught me how to project things like oh. that before there was 3d nice
1: yeah we're uh we're going to be looking at a lot of uh gotham here i believe uh that is your name here
0: yeah so this is an example of um so i would do these gouache paintings um to to then give to the scenic Um uh, so again this was this was on stage 16 so even though it's the biggest stage on, on Warner Brothers, we built downtown Gotham on stage sixteen and then uh, mm-hmm. Tim Burton wanted to see the actor's breath for real. So in the middle of summer we get these huge air conditioners and, and air conditioned the whole set so you could see their breath. So you'd walk from ninety five degrees outside into, <laughs> you know, thirty degrees in the stage. People were getting cold left and right. But this right. is this is a backing that would finish out a street, you know, from one side um, of Gotham city. And so you see in gray that that's a silhouette of a truck that we would park in front of it.
3: Ah, um, okay.
0: And, uh... and so the scenics would paint these full, so they would take my paintings, scale them up and then repaint them full size on set. Um, oh, wow. Amazing painter. So that's, that's what this was, Is this and a few others that you were showing were, were paintings that finished the, the set so that it looked like um, it went deeper than it actually than it actually did so that um, it went beyond the four walls of the stage.
1: Wow, okay yeah. so this, yeah as, as you said, this is the, we're sort of looking at a, uh, a layout of Gotham City but part of it is uh, basically covered up by a gray shaped truck which has now been explained by Tim here, uh, that is a truck that was parked in front of it for the set so uh, that's that's an awesome behind the scenes tidbit i did not know about
0: yeah it's 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 old school optical illusion of set extension where now they would do that synthetically but um mm-hmm. when we were doing batman returns we would literally paint them by hand and do set extensions by um optical illusion wow
2: that's awesome
1: awesome yeah uh we have some Same more thing here, here.
0: Mm-hmm. yep same exact thing here so this was i remember listening to your commentary on this and it was really interesting this is literally just a set extension uh painting for the other side of um gotham on another on the 45 degree uh, side of it mm-hmm. and um it was basically just continuing a girder bridge, bridge structure uh to to then just kind of go into um basically nothingness that you see there Uh so again a set extension painting
3: Mm -hmm. awesome that's cool
0: and same
1: same thing with this one as well Mm -hmm. yep beautiful i love this uh, gotham in christmas time type of feel to everything
0: yeah again tom lay um and you see the simplicity in in how he paints but he gets all the information in there so um obviously there's a lot that goes on in the rooftops of gotham in this movie and so um you know he he laid out a lot of this stuff and again i should say all this under the direction of not just tim burton but the production designer Paul welsh who was mm-hmm. um yeah just incredible learned a ton from him
1: yeah. yeah as well as the uh unenviable task of following up on uh anton first and sort of creating a gotham that is sort of in the same dna but also very much its own feel for this movie because it's like it's it's it feels like it could be part of the same city but it's also very much its own identity at the same time
0: yeah i mean so ben that's such a cool point because i remember when i first hired on to the movie and that was kind of like the same i i asked bo that question i'm like so you know are, are are you taking from what anton had done like what's the what's the plan in this movie? And Bo Welsh is Bo Welsh, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands and, you know, all the, all the movies that he had done, he's got a very unique look and design style. And the guy is like so talented. And he, you know, just immediately me, like, no, this is, this is our, this is the next step in Gotham. This is our vision of it. Um, you know, what Anton did was great. Um, we're taking it to a new place. And it yeah. and it's a very different look right
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's still been, dark and uh, ominous but it, there's a yeah. playfulness to it and uh um sort of a in in some areas a, the the silliness to it you know tim <laughs> was very adamant that when he made this movie with the studio that you know he had proven he had proven what he can do and and he he wanted to interject his his vision to a deeper degree yeah yeah so he wanted
2: definitely. more he wanted something a little bit lighter. Than eighty nine you'd say?
0: No, not I don't I wouldn't say lighter. It's it's more um what's the best way to put it? It just you know, this movie had more of Tim in it in regards to what he brought to the visuals and what he brought to the characters and what he brought to the screen as opposed to um you know, the studio dictating a little bit more on the first one because he wasn't proven the way he was by the time we got to this
2: one. Okay. I've always said it on this podcast that Tim Burton's style. Everybody always talks about how dark he is, but he's macabre, but never without whimsy. Right, right. It's he just has that nice combination of those two things. He always he's dark, but there's always some humor in it. Usually, yeah,
0: he's got it. He's got a sense of humor. We can we'll get into that when we talk about the Penguins a little bit.
1: Oh um, yes, and
0: it's always it's always. um... Like, well thought out and serve story in a way. I mean, and I'll talk about that a little bit when we get to the Penguins too, because man, did that guy teach me a lot about, about um, designing for story as opposed to mm. being being a designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. A big difference, right? Wow. Mm. Looking and forward something to that. that I was naive about coming into this movie and left it you know, all the better because of Tim and Bo.
1: That's so cool. this is, uh, from what you're describing, this is pretty early on in your career when you get onto this movie?
0: This was my, um, I had done Back to the Future 2, Total Recall, My Stepmother's an Alien. And <laughs> so this is, awesome. my fourth, this is my fourth movie, and I was, I was, you know, your fourth movie, you're green, right? It's done over mm-hmm. 100 now. Um, but yeah, so this was early. This was really early for me. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Uh yeah, and then for those who don't know as well, uh Tim has gone not just doing the Batman Returns of Batman Forever, but uh you've been on a number of the Marvel Cinematic Universe projects. Mm.
0: Yeah, I lost count. Um I just uh well I did Love and Thunder that just came out and I also worked on Wakanda Forever, Black Panther Two, which comes out uh, in November. Ooh,
2: that's awesome, and, man.
0: And then like you know, the Infinity War and Endgame and uh uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, and oh, Ant-Man. Man. Yeah, a bunch. I I love the Marvel Universe. um I love this stuff. If, if it's science fiction or comic books, you can you can count me in. Those, those are my loves. Awesome.
2: I also wanted to say Bumblebee fucking ruled, bro, so thank you for that.
3: <laughs>
0: right on, yeah.
2: <laughs> the best Transformers movie ever, so there that is.
0: Mm. I'm going to agree. <laughs> I'm going to agree, Andrew, yeah. for sure yeah um, worked oh, on that one and uh another so good. one. good yeah bumblebee's got a little more get a little more soul to it
2: yeah um, heart and soul man that's what we needed yep mm-hmm. uh
1: let's see so we've got a little bit more of gotham before we start going into some of the character stuff i think based off of the, how i organized this uh the last okay. time that that we did this uh it's just Again, just really cool seeing Gotham that feels very much like a continuation of the 89 movie, but also very different on, on its own sense. And, uh, you know, last week we had Michael Uslin, executive producer on it. And of he's, course. You know, he was just mm-hmm. like, you know, that it's whether it's this Gotham or first Gotham or Schumacher's Gotham or all the different Gothams. They're all you can go all sort of envision them as different neighborhoods in a very wide city. And I, I like that explanation.
0: That's a that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's great to see all of Tom's paintings here. Um, yeah. I remember, you know, God, I remember all these like they were yesterday, and I remember him painting them, and I remember all those little comments as he's as he's doing it. We were all in the same room together. Do you guys remember that story where Sean Young, you know, showed up on the at the at the studio as mm. Catwoman to try and yeah. get that? I don't know if he and she walked right by our office. Oh, so you were um, there. Oh, wow. We, we, I was there. I was there. And Tim was like hi, hiding in the bathroom of his office. Absolutely heard, yeah. It was, it, yeah. And, you know, she went by and she had these knee-high vinyls. Out of, we, were, we were all just like, you know, it was me, Matt, Marty, me, Tom, Marty, and Jacques Ray in, in one office. And we were like, what is going on? Because his office is just down the down the way from ours. Mm-hmm. she was pounding on there trying to get in saying you know i i almost died on the first one i died to get on this one anyway it didn't obviously it didn't work
1: out but jeez, yeah
0: what was funny was she she had seen our, the publicist on the movie michael singer was kind of walking away down in the courtyard below and from the back he kind of looks like tim burton he's kind of had a big head of hair
1: oh. Have you heard about this no i haven't heard about this one but i can see where this is going
0: she <laughs> because she had like a
1: I'll call him, I don't know, what do you want to call it? A bodyguard
0: or somebody with him. And they each had a walkie talkie. <laughs> and was, uh, she said, That's him. That's him. And the guy ran down there to get him and he grabbed Michael. And, you know, they realized it wasn't him. And so he went to the print shop. And the next day he showed up in a t shirt that said, I'm not Tim Burton. It was hilarious. <laughs> he, made, I made, he made a shirt he just for a that. T-shirt. I'm not Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. without humor. No, oh, it was. That's um, great. Man, that was quite a day. Anyways, it funny. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I hadn't right heard right. that part of the story. You only really have heard uh just Tim Burton hiding out in the uh, in the yeah. bathroom of the office. <laughs> so, yeah, he was hilarious. He,
0: he was um um they they had gotten wind she got on the lot and then they uh-huh. gotten wind that she was coming and you know <laughs> he didn't I, and I don't I who could blame him? He didn't want to be confronted by her and um, mm-hmm. you know the part had already gone to michelle pfeiffer long gone and what, right. what were they gonna do so yeah <laughs> it was entertaining to be on the lot that day
1: yeah i can imagine i mean i do feel bad for what had happened to her on the first movie but also like michelle okay. pfeiffer is irreplaceable on this picture
0: yeah you're casting i mean listen casting is casting and he um it, it's Catwoman, and it's a, it's a specific character in his head. And you mm-hmm. know, you're not, I'm not, who's going to argue with casting.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, so this other concept art we have here uh, right. is something we've talked about before, which is the Batman sled that I think is in the movie at one point, but I don't think we see the Batman logo on it because I think they took away the Batman store
0: right right it may have been in a mcdonald's commercial um they used the same store for a mcdonald's commercial but this is one of jacques ray's one of jacques ray's pieces and um he was uh man just a talented guy and he did he had a lot to do with just the oswald cobblepot um feel and look Mm -hmm. and um tim just loved his Jacques stuff. I mean, Jacques and Tim just like were firing on all cylinders together. Nice. So, you know, he would end up doing the giant rubber ducky and all the posters <laughs> for Oswald. And, like, all, you know, he got Tim. Um, so anyway, this was, yeah, it, this was just one of many things that he designed. Them, so
1: Yeah, this is great. Uh, let's see. And then we got some of the Red Triangle Circus here.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember the art. I think this must have come from um, Mary Ford. The, the this must have come from the costume design department.
1: Ah, okay. That's what it
0: looks like. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, we got some stuff that I got from the book of uh, Batman: Definitive History of the Dark Knight and comics, film, TV, yeah. and beyond. So uh, a lot of great stuff in there as well.
3: Really uh, great
1: stuff. This is a great Mart- shot with the bat signal in the Wayne Manor. Yep, Marty Klein again. Um, just genius.
0: Genius guy at charcoal and mm-hmm. and camera lay- angles and layout and um and another integral part in regards to the architecture of the film.
1: Yeah, no uh, it's it's a great feel to it. It's almost like a mix of uh, of Tim as well as um a little bit oh, of yeah. Edward Gorey to me as well.
0: Yeah, Marty Marty nailed it so bad. I remember one time. Um, that that first original painting you were, of mine that you're showing of penguin of the penguin addressing his penguins mm-hmm. uh, tim tim burton um this was early on in the film and T- Tim Burton was came into my office and he was looking at that painting and I said, is this you know is this what you're thinking do you want to whatever and he he's just a uniquely strange individual you know, <laughs> and he'd look at it and he would go yeah what's that what's that what's that guy's name out there Marty yeah, Marty. And then he'd just walk away and go and go talk to Marty. Mm. <laughs> was, Marty was hitting the mark way before I was, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> Is it like he'll want, like, I want five different Gothams from five different artists, and I'll just kind of pick what I want. Is Al Tim Burton wants? He's trying to wrap his head around the look via the artist at hand?
0: You never know. Um, it was mostly, most of most of the direction came from Bo Welsh and his meetings with Tim. Tim was also, but Tim was also, okay. also hands on, where he'd walk through. Like the the story about the penguins is one of those stories. So when he was connecting with you, he he would direct you. Um, uh-huh. But he, but then like when you were looking for specific direction, it, it, you may not get it because he wasn't connecting with you at the time and it would come through beau you know
3: Um,
0: obviously beau was the production designer and so overall look so most most of most of it would come through beau and what you would rely on um through him but um you know tim was you'd see him a lot and he'd be hands-on but whether or not he was interacting with you on on the on the level of like no put this over here and make this this and this Mm -hmm. um didn't happen as as often
1: as you'd like. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, now, I know this uh, has Marty Klein's name on it, but I was wondering if you could chime in on a bit of a debate that we had with some of our fans <laughs> on this bat. Si- <laughs> Andrew knows where I'm going with this. Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, in the script, and I believe in this concept art, it, it's supposed. It seems as if there are actually meant to be mirrors. Uh, these are supposed to be, I guess, circular mirrors around Bruce's house that will reflect the bat signal into the room however from the movie and for many years i guess fans have been like well he's just got like bat signals on his rooftop doesn't that sort of ruin the thing but i'm like well wait a minute if it's supposed to be mirrors then that wouldn't give it away but uh is that sort of what the thinking was on this uh or what it's supposed to be in the movie
0: you know what Ben, this one I I can't remember. We I, we'd no have worries. to ask Marty; he'd be able to tell you. I I don't remember. I barely remember this drawing, and I remember all the drawings. Um,
1: no worries. So I don't mm. I don't.
0: Yeah, I wish I had the answer,
1: Marty. It would does know. lead into a great iconic shot, though, of Keaton standing yeah, up right in front of the pass signal, yeah. though. So uh, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't trade that for something that's quote unquote more realistic. No. Right. Right.
0: Oh look so. at that! I, I I don't remember that either.
1: Yeah. This is a, this is another one that kind of shows like, Oh, it's a mirror. It doesn't actually have the bat signal part on it. Right. Right. Uh, Let's see. This one looks like it's probably, that's
0: that's a Jacques Ray. Um, This was actually, he did Ah. this art for the crew t shirts
2: Oh, cool.
0: Oh, That's awesome. So we, we all, everyone got a t-shirt with this and this was, you know, like kind of approved through Tim and all that, but this was the crew t-shirt and Jacques Ray did the, did the art in Tim Burton style as you can see just like mm-hmm. you know um rough pen and ink.
3: Yeah, so you still have your crew shirt?
0: No, mine's disintegrated. Oh, I, man. I wore it, man. I wore the hell out of it and um it's been long disintegrated years ago.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh some my guy favorites? my some guy in my work showed up with a super Mario brothers movie crew jacket. And I was like, Oh God, damn, <laughs> this is a,
0: this guy is an OG. Yeah. Some of them you really cherish. And it, yeah. I, back in the day, like sometimes you get crew jackets that were like the satin, the old satin, they yeah. were horrible and you just never have it. Then they started getting better and better. And, okay. um, you know, and, and then they, then they, they got, um, a little more sophisticated and not like making a big bold you know logo on the jacket so oh, that right. you could actually wear them in public and not you know look like an idiot but um <laughs> you mean but, really and, cool or, or really cool depending yeah. on whatever the movie was
1: so, <laughs> oh right right right
0: yeah
1: let's see um not really sure what this is another me either version of batman it. and then there was this white batman that andrew got really excited about because of the whole, cool you know, the camo of the snow, which is awesome. But I don't know if this is like for the movie or for merchandise, you know,
0: that's merchandise. I don't, th- that wasn't production out for the movie that okay. I remember that I remember. Okay. And his, his, uh, chest logo is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's very, it's
1: more Mazzuccelli like Frank Miller-esque and not the, yeah, the oval. That's, that's not the
0: Bob Ringwood, um, chest plate from Returns.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see more of the, uh, Yeah. Doing the the stuff that comes out of the Batmobile in order to take yep. down the guys on stilts, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yep. he and I wipers. shared a bunch of
0: yeah, the windshield wiper exactly. Well, <laughs> uh, he and I shared a bunch of kind of responsibilities on vehicle stuff in the film, and like I did the one where the fenders blow off, right? The missile, the Bat missile that goes into oh, yeah. the tight alley, and he did a lot of this this, this other stuff here. Yeah,
1: awesome. Uh, Let's see. We got some more storyboard stuff. We got the design of the Arctic world. Yeah. Uh, And uh, we we really we we really liked showing some of these to Daniel Waters when we had this because he had originally written the whole idea of the Arctic world being a a full on amusement park with like a roller coaster that there was supposed to fight on early on. And obviously that got cut. But it was cool sort of showing this to him just to see something tangible the show that an idea that got brought to life that didn't necessarily get brought to life in the movie itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's what Marty and Tom's work was, was uh, uh, reflecting. Mm-hmm. This is fun to see. I don't, I don't. did Yeah. And I, um, I don't know where those sketches are. I have, you know, some of my artwork, but I, I forgot all about these.
1: No worries. I mean, some of these, some of these, we could only find in this book.
0: In the book, right? Yeah. yeah. What a great
1: book. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's fantastic. And then, of course, we've got this uh, Tim Burton, one of the Jimmy the Hideous Penguin boy that uh, sort of helped <laughs> form the the Penguin concept for this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Sometimes I'm just like, what is next? Because it's been a while since I've done this episode. Uh, okay. Yeah. More uh, more Burton of uh, the Penguin stuff. So
0: yeah, there's Crash. He he did some stuff from Stan Winston's. Yep, uh, I remember those Tim Burton drawings actually as well.
1: Yeah, it's more the Stan Winston stuff. Yeah, Um, some stuff that uh, you can sort of see the evolution of Devito's face turning into penguin in these.
0: Yep.
2: Oh yeah. You ever see Tim Burton draw live? You ever saw him draw right in front of you?
0: Um, Briefly, when we were doing some penguin stuff. Um
2: Okay.
0: But a, a a really cool story is Bob Kane came through the studio one day and obviously he wanted oh, to go oh. to the art department. Right. And I've only asked for two autographs in my life and he was <laughs> one of Bob Kane was one of them when he came through. Um Jack Ray and I were sharing an office and he came through and wanted to see everything we were doing. I happened to be doing a huge gouache painting of of gotham at the time and um and god you know it was like bob kane was walking in and i just you know I shit my pants bob <laughs> kane. and um so i got up the nerve after he was just so you know um interested and spoke our language obviously and and mm. I, I couldn't help it. I just said, look, if, if you've got a second, I, you know, could I have your autograph? And he, he said, well, let me sit down. <laughs> and he sat down at my drawing table and asked for a piece of paper and he drew Batman and Robin, the Bob Kane, Batman and Robin
2: oh.
3: uh,
0: and signed it back and s- signed it over to me. Um, so I actually got to watch Bob Kane draw, which was
2: that's
1: awesome.
0: equally as cool as watching Tim Burton do a drawing.
2: Yeah.
1: That is great too. Where it's just you ask for an autograph and he gives you something more. He draws, mm-hmm.
0: he, like he drew, he drew it, and he and he was even like he was talking. He goes, "I I've done this so much I can draw them without looking at them." And he looked at me the whole time. And he <laughs> continu- oh and he wow! Continu- he continued the drawing, and it was the, it was like a perfect Bob Kane drawing that we're so used to seeing of the silhouette of Robin and the the, pro- the, the um, profile of Robin and the front front on of Batman. that's That's
2: awesome
1: awesome. super cool yeah uh let's see some more penguin stuff some more okay now we're getting a little bit closer to the origin of uh catwoman so we got this concept art of catwoman very it's very revealing and stuff i imagine this is like super early on
0: yeah um i think this came out of um bob ringwood's shop he had hired a couple of illustrators Um, but I don't remember I I only remember more of the of Tim's art and then that being a driver. Like this this was um mm-hmm. I don't have a clear memory of this, but it feels like it came out of his out of his shop at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Uh this I I'm imagine yeah. what you mean in terms of the Tim yeah. drawings. This yeah. is full on.
0: Yeah. I remember
1: these um clear as a bell. These were on the
0: walls.
2: Yeah,
3: of
0: the art department. Yep. Cool. Oh. yeah. This is Mary Boyd. Yeah, she. Ah. She did some great, um, some great sketches that led to
1: that that final look. It's iconic. It really is. Totally. Let's see some more of the uh, the tattered version towards the end. Uh, yep. And let's see. Yeah, I can see I can see her name on the bottom too.
0: Yeah, not not comfortable to wear. That's for sure.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, ah yes, this is our. <laughs> okay, so here's the the big rubber ducky. Yeah, that's Jock. From, uh, Jock. yeah,
0: yeah. Tim would get so excited <laughs> when he'd come in and and start talking concepts concepts with Jock, and um, and they man, they just had like they had a riot doing these things. You know, the Penguins world and and this stuff together, and, and Jock was um quite a genius in in his industrial design mindset, and he had the same kind of whimsy um, that, that Tim had, you know, mm. just not quite as dark. Mm.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, no, this is, this is a great look in terms of how that was designed of how it like raises up so you yeah. can go up that sewer. Great
0: technician too, you know,
1: scissorless. Yeah. yeah I remember,
0: I mean, you know, he's. we were sitting next to each other through all these drawings. I remember like watching these drawings come to life, um, as well as him watching mine.
1: Mm -hmm. oh that's awesome uh some shots of the bat cave it looks like yeah uh (laughs) different designs of the bat cave obviously the very high like a ton of screens a ton of monitors for uh, that computer that got uh, pared down in the movie uh and it's
0: fun to see how like you know even this really super rough rough stuff leads Mm -hmm. to you know reality right and for concepts like you know we we we'd work really rough and then take things to finish if they you know if if they felt like a a good direction.
1: I think that's also why we have so many episodes about this that a lot of our fans seem to love because they like seeing the uh, the either the evolution or the yeah. what if in terms of something that like didn't quite make it but it's an alternative where you're like oh man what if that was what it looked yeah
0: like? yeah yeah
1: yeah. I see Me more of Wayne Manor
0: oh yeah more marty klein these these interiors of me, wayne manor i just used to blow my mind like when marty would knock <laughs> these out like it's you know great. just just a you know pencil and charcoal and you just do these epic drawings of this you know opulent interior
1: for sure uh this is from i, I know this is Jose uh Jose luis garcia lopez um in terms of a concept oh. it's in one of the early Drafts where some of the Red Triangle Circus gangs are dressed up as Batman and they're called the Bat Creeps. And I think that's the early version of of, uh, when he uses the remote control battering. Well, you guys
0: are teaching me. I had no idea. That's cool.
1: (laughs) I'm not really sure what this was for, though. That's the thing. I'm still trying to figure this one out. Uh, But it is, I guess it's for merchandise, but it's interesting that a scene from one of the earlier drafts uh, sort of made it into the art for the merchandise. Uh, And so here's something you can speak to. So we are looking at the battering that seems at first like oh it's the remote control battering, but it also looks like there's holes in it and potentially turns into some sort of brass knuckle type of thing. So exactly. go ahead and let us know what this is supposed to be.
0: Yeah, so we we made this. Um, oh, and I because uh, um, I did end up doing a bunch of props on this as well. This is like a really bad Xerox of the. I can definitely render better than that.
1: Um, <laughs> Our apologies. <laughs> uh, no, 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 this
0: is, I, you know, sometimes, but th- this was, um, meant to be just that, that out of his utility belt, he could, he could pull this thing out and use it as, um, as a set of brass knuckles or, you know, hit a button and, and then use it as a, as a battering too. Sweet, wow. that's cool. Yeah, you guys covered it, I think, in the last episode. You you pretty much nailed it. That's okay. What, okay, that's what it is.
1: I mean, since you've got the you know, the fingers going through the holes, I'm like, well, it's yeah. gotta be that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's it's cool to get the confirmation on that. Yeah, uh, another version, and that's it. Let me see yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we've got these, um, the Catwoman sort of leaping through the rooftops, which sort of got faithfully rendered in the Batman 89 comic series. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, picked up a few of those issues, Tim, but uh, they've been, uh, Joe Quinones is a huge fan of both of these movies and uh, pays tribute to these, uh, these in particular, this one uh, of Catwoman leaping from rooftop to rooftop, as well as this other one on the top right, uh, sort of jumping off. So that's really cool.
0: Well, there's a, this, this is Michael Jackson, who was a story, one of the, Marty Klein did storyboards as well. Michael Jackson did um, a a lot of the boards on the movie and um, kind of a soft spoken dynamo, but man, his, his shot, shot selection and angles were just like, you know, iconic. Like you see Mm -hmm. here, Um, every frame he composed was, the guy just, you know, oozes, cinematic excitement drama.
1: I mean, this looked like, I mean, I could see why Joe Quadone's got inspiration to put this in a comic, because it looks like it would be a great comic book panel.
0: Exactly, right? I mean, his, yeah, you know, Michael's, um, his story, well, he was a comic geek, is like all of us were, and Mm -hmm. um, his storyboards cinematically, you know, spoke to a comic's language.
1: Yeah, and you can definitely see that. It definitely comes through.
0: Yeah. I don't uh, recognize that.
1: That's... This might be more merchandise type of stuff. This heritage yeah. auctions ones, I'm just like mm, these might just be merchandise. This one I think yeah. is supposed to be associated with the uh maybe concept art for the video game, I believe. So oh got it.
0: Quiet. Yeah, it's definitely not from the film.
1: Yeah. We didn't uh, do that. Let's see some more of the storyboards. We got the oh yeah, the Batmobile being taken over by the penguin type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Featuring some stuff that we didn't get to see. Yeah. I don't remember these either. But they're really it's pretty cool sometimes to see, you know, some of the stuff is like, oh, yeah, we got to see that. But the other stuff were like the it looks like the gun is shooting or aimed at the driver in this case. Uh, so right. that's pretty cool. Uh, didn't make it in. And then I think there's another I don't know if there's one here, but in the comic book adaptation, there's a part where the the bottom of the Batmobile that he used to spin around and set the yeah. flamethrower guy on fire ends up spinning like 360 degrees over and over and over again, which, you know, just to annoy him, it seems like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I I don't remember these boards. Oh, there's, there's, here we go. That's mine. Yeah. Yeah. That was the the alley, the bat missile, the alley missile.
1: I need to make a toy for this.
0: They made a toy for this,
1: right? I think there is this Hot Wheel, right? There's a toy out there of it.
2: I think I had the toy for this.
0: Ah, I want the toy for this. I I got all my other. Uh, I got every, um, you know. I think you know of the Batmobile that I did for Batman Forever from, mm-hmm. you know, Revell models to Matchbox to the sixteen scale, you know, whatever. This one I don't have anything for. I'm, I'm I gotta hunt one down.
1: Okay, I send yeah. your donation. Your donated toys of this to Tim let us know how he can get this toy you... of his own batmobile
0: this one this one's missing out of my collection all
1: right and so uh, before we dive into further batman returns concept art we're going to take this quick break hi it's me jeremy Parrish, co-host of the retronauts podcast the only video game history podcast that's been around so long it's also a part of video game history Every week, one of the motley rabble who hosts this show leads a deep dive into the past, whether it's to break down a classic franchise, learn more about a timeless game from its creator, or just wallow in nostalgia. Relive history with Retronauts here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Do you like the TV show Friends? Then check out Watching Friends with me, Mark, and me, Ryan, every week as we go through every episode of this iconic TV show, giving you behind the scenes facts, our thoughts on every scene, and some personal stories. Do you know which actor can't remember how many seasons of the show there are? How about the one common household object that could never be seen on the show? We've got the answers and more as we explore Friends in depth every week. Watching Friends only on the Hyprex Podcast Network. Find inflation the old-fashioned way, by spending less money. Check out the HyperX store at Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on new gaming gear so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. Class is back in session, and HyperX has the great a gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online.
2: Shop the HyperX back-to-school deals going on at HyperX.com to help make your return to student
1: life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can help keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mics, responsive alloy keyboards, and more.
2: Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming.
2: It's back to school time. We want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best gear yet. The Manscaped 4th Generation Performance Package is just that.
1: Be ready for whatever it is in your daily schedule this year.
2: It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new Lawn Mower 4.0.
1: Fellas, go for the valedictorian of valedictorian. and join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code JOHNSONSBALLSA. Yes, that's a real code. (laughs)
2: 100% real.
1: Yes. So this is apparently the part in the ad read where I tell you about hurting my balls while trimming below the waist. The thing is, I haven't, because I've never hurt my (laughs) balls (laughs) through it while using Manscaped. Me, personally, that's not to say that you can't. I'm just saying that I have it myself. So thanks to Manscaped, I don't have a story to share on.
2: Yeah, uh, I one time shaved my sack without, <laughs> without manscaped, and it didn't end up well. Actually, my ro- my roommate had to clean up the mess because I was in college and forgot about it. But anyway, that's a side <laughs> That's. A, <laughs> I was young I have once. You leave with that. <laughs> I was young once. But yes, you want to keep in the bush. To keep, to keep in your underoos, keep 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 your package in the underoos. All right, you gotta Indeed. have it looking looking good down there.
1: You know what I'm saying? And seem big. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> School is back in the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to teach the boys a lesson on male hygiene. Inside, you'll find a lawn mower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball <laughs> deodorant, crop reviver toner plus two free gifts, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel pack. This package
2: includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0, and will give you the confidence to do anything you desire, including showing off your dick. <laughs> new <laughs> year, new you might screw around and attend Smooth
1: Balls University this fall. Wait, is that a thing? This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic braid, Sorry, blade. To reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, it also allows you to shave your pencil down and customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. As you guys can probably tell, we did not write this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, love, I mean, these are the most fun ads, though, dude. Yeah. Um, all right, so the lawnmower 4.0 has also has a 7,000 RPM motor and a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. And gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. So if you're needing to shave your balls in the dark, they (laughs) got you (laughs) in the Batcave, always on brand. Uh, Please use the LED spotlight. Hmm. And uh, did I mention it's waterproof as well? So if you want to shave in the dark, underwater.
1: In Atlantis.
2: In Atlantis, if your bat cave is also in Atlantis.
1: <laughs> Double power. There you, there
2: you go. I mean, they got you yeah. covered. What can I say?
1: Indeed. That's what Aquaman 2 is about.
2: <laughs> so, this package also. Comes... I'm going to say legally we it's not that,
1: but. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> that package... was commentary. Yes. <clears throat> uh, this package also comes with a weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in both your nose and your ear. The weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered. 360 degree rotary dual blade system this nose and ear hair uh, this nose and ear hair trimmer provide proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nick snags and tugs in those delicate holes
2: after trimming your pubes and cleaning your holes show them some love with the manscaped liquid formulations the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner are here to get you ready for class during the day and ready to party at night. And again, when you party at night, you could at night be shaving your balls just fine because it has a light on it. Mm -hmm. And also I did have a friend, (laughs) speaking of ball deodorant, I had a friend one time that's going to remain nameless that did spray cologne on his dick and it hurt. It was a bad (laughs) idea, he said. So you don't want to do that. You need deodorant, especially made for your balls. And that's where they're here for, guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. One is a comfy front pack for your balls, and the other is a backpack for your goods.
2: Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. And I'm telling you, it's real. We've yep. had a lot of people talk about this, <laughs> asking, and it's 100% real. Uh, we wouldn't be doing these actual official ads. If it wasn't real, so yeah, twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack at Manscaped.com. Take the last line, Ben.
1: This year, graduate with a degree in clean balls from Manscaped. This previous one looks like storyboards that I didn't have yeah. Batman and Kid silhouetted, so it's Batman and Robin. In the yeah, I'm not. I,
0: I'm not familiar and I don't remember um I don't remember anything being developed with, with Robin, at least from from where I was at, either that or I forgot.
1: I mean there's there's also a possibility that they had already cut him by the time that yeah. you uh, had been involved, which I think would make sense too, because it's yeah he's not in the in you know the final drafts anyway. So it, it kind of makes sense that there wouldn't be a ton of type of stuff for okay. uh, the character. You know, there's a lot of people who are just like, "Oh, like, what's the concept art of of Marlon Wayne's his Robin suit?" I'm like, I don't think there was one.
0: Like, <laughs> no. it's,
1: just, it's not one in the script. No. I don't think it it ever got that far for this. No, no, you
0: know. no. Nobody developed
1: anything for Robin that I yeah. know. Wishful thinking, I think, on the yeah. uh, the fans' part. But oh, now well, we start well, getting a... into the some fun stuff. The well, penguin. Let army. me
0: grab my penguin. I. I gotta... <laughs>
2: Yes, he is going let's see if we can go without cutting this. He's going to get his penguin shot. i got, back. got my, He's got a penguin with it in his hand. He has
1: a pet penguin with a rocket
2: launcher attached to it. Well, him.
0: it's not this <laughs> one was in the movie. It's <laughs> got an actual
2: penguin yeah, animal was, at his house.
0: This was one of the um this is one of the background penguins on the set. Oh look at that, this. Um Hold on. that we that we done, that we had done. So the, the the paint job is really rough, but it's so far away from camera that um, it didn't matter, but oh, this is awesome. all, um, you know, he's a, is a urethane, it's all urethane, all soft. Um, so I've got this guy, he's, Amazing. he's, he's, it's one of the, it's one of the one things that sits out a hundred percent of the time in my, in my home. So I'll have him sitting <laughs> here while we talk about this stuff. <laughs> oh,
1: perfect. Perfect. That's awesome, yeah. man. So, so uh, um, take it away. <laughs> all right, so
0: this is this was doing these rocket pack penguins, believe it or not, like was like one one of the turning points of my career because of how much I had learned um and there was just something in the script about uh, you know the penguin you know communicates with his with his henchmen and his penguins mm-hmm. and and I was just thinking like, well, I don't i mean like how do the <laughs> how do they just communicate with them like how does that happen do they read his mind and so I started doing these little just these little two minute sketches that you see you see how rough they are and the the one sketch where you see um on the bottom right where like his his brain and skull are kind of exposed I was thinking well you know maybe there's like electrodes that are plugged in or they wear little helmets where there's electrodes plugged in and they and that's how, you know, he communicates with them is through, you know, there's some technology there. I, I like in my own way, I had to make sense of it. And, sure. <laughs> and it was one of the days that Tim Burton was walking around with Bo and, and they, they'd walk by my desk and this caught his eye. And he, he looked at this cause he hadn't it wasn't like dialed in yet. This was still early days. And he looked at this sketch, you know, these, these sketches and he, And he looked over at Bo and he said, yeah, we, you know, we got to do this. (laughs) And I was like, dude, this, what does that mean? I mean, it's kind of in the script. And he said, and he looked at me and he said, I'm going to give you some reference. Um, Hold on a sec. I'll be right back. And that's when he brought this, this book of Joel Peter Wicken. And I can share my screen. um, If you want me to, to explain that to you Um, because I didn't know, I didn't know who Joel Peter Wicken was, and when I was talking about designing within story, this was my this was my introduction to no you you can't think like a, a straight designer you have to think in story and um, this was getting inside of Tim Burton's head in a way that like you know I never expected um, so
1: sorry let me uh...
0: no problem. Okay, here we
1: go. So, for those of us who don't so, know, uh, who is uh, Joel Peter Wicken?
0: So, I'm going to get to it. So, Joel Peter Wicken. Um, this is kind of this is Tim going. Have you ever heard of Joel Peter Wicken? <laughs> um, and I'm like, no. And so he brings this book over, and he goes, "This is this is what I this is what I want him to look like." And this this guy um, basically photographs the macabre. Um, but Mm. but it it had the circus freak element um to it that tim wanted but i didn't get it at the time because he would he joel peter he'd like get cadavers and cut them up and photograph them or he would do like um like this image here oh Oh, this is this image is called the kiss and he was going through the book with me and he'd point to this and he'd go you know like this and I and I'm like, what?
1: And, <laughs> what does this have to do with penguins? <laughs> uh,
0: exactly. And and so this, this, like, for instance, this was a cadaver that the artist bandsawed the head from the back open and then opened it up, and hence called the kiss. Um, but he get to images like this, and he'd be like, you know, like this. I want it like this. And I I was scared shitless. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Man, <all. it's> insane. <laughs> because he, you know, he's truly just on a different plane. Mm -hmm. And so again, like, you know, you know, he'd get to these and he goes, you know, like this. So I, I, at this point I was completely freaked out. Um, This is like full on, you know, now looking back, I totally get it. Um, You know, when you look at this, I mean, he wanted, he wanted S and M carnival, dark humor all packed into one to serve the atmosphere of what the penguins world was mm-hmm. and i was so naive at the time i was taking the book for what it was as opposed to thinking about it within story and within character um uh, this one here you know like so th- uh,
2: the general energy as people the vibe of it people say these days that's what that's that's what he wants you to take from these images, and throw yeah. that into penguins,
0: right? And and I I was like, how how do I? I'm. He left the book with me, you know. He wanted me to mm-hmm. to, to get into it, and and I was, you know, scouring through this, trying to make heads or tails of it, and um, finally, just speaking with Bo Welsh, you know, and Bo Welsh was the one because Tim, he would he would give me this and just expect me to get it and <laughs> articulate it because it's, it's, it's second nature. You know, it's his language, it's his world. And Bo Welsh was the one that was able to bridge that gap for me mm. of like, no, this is about, this is about the character and the, you know, the, um, the feel. So, so he, and he was like, you know, this is, these are carnival freaks, circus freaks. You know, you've got to think about that. And that's why it led to, so I, I I did a lot of research on like, well, what penguin is going to lend itself best to a circus freak, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's what led to these guys that, you know, you've got the lottery ball, you know, (laughs) grenade launching penguin. You've got the, I know you guys showed a, a drawing of crash, but this originated from mine. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, the flamethrower or, or, you know, machine gun uh, penguin or, you know, <laughs> the, the, the boxing glove guy or this is, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. Leather I face. like that guy. Uh, penguin, right? And so we would show these <laughs> um, to him and he, he, you know, he wouldn't, he would get a chuckle and, and appreciate them, but they weren't hitting the mark, you know, so he wouldn't really <laughs> respond. And um, I didn't speak Tim's language as well as like Jacques Ray did. Um, so I just, I, I, I kept trudging through with, you know, working with, with Bo until finally we added more kind of like, those you know, sort of the S&M gear, which led to this sketch. And that's when, that's when it yeah. started happening. So the little helmet that you see on top of the, um, on top of the penguin, right? Like, okay, so this is a picture of the actual guy that's sitting next to me so a little antenna so some of that concept stuck with the with the end concept and so um between rick heinrichs who is a great production designer now and was tim burton's kind of right hand you know obviously nightmare before christmas and all that between him um putting his two cents into it chris ross who built the maquette of this whole thing a bunch of drawings from me and, and bo welsh we ended we ended up with with this design and um it that was the journey from joel peter wicken and me just being completely panicked to then finally you know getting to it and and catwoman had a big influence on it just in regards to circus freak slash a little bit of s&m slash um whimsy Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um and what was funny is we built these to go on real penguins as well. I don't know if you guys had heard those stories.
1: Yeah, we heard um, that it's, it's a good it's a good mix of uh real penguins with uh puppets.
0: Yeah. So the, so these these guys um there there were there were penguin wranglers that basically were you know they'd come in and try and put this gear on these penguins and they you know it turns out penguins aren't really fans of having (laughs) M gear put on them (laughs) and they're you know they eat fish so their bills are serrated so they would like you know when they bite you they they kind of poke in and grab flesh twist it and pull it off so these guys were getting beat up by these live penguins so they they anyway they figured it out and were able to work their way around it between gloves and holding their bills but um, Mm -hmm. yeah so this is this was stan winston's the emperor penguins that um, we did and these were all puppeteered and then like this is a shot of the actual live penguins going down the main street on stage uh-huh. 16 which was hysterical watching them w- w- waddle together as a group with these rocket packs you know kind of going back and <laughs> forth it was absolutely hysterical um on the on the set this was uh, there's this guy Reza who uh, I guess off my website he interpreted My designs into these stylized characters, and it's some of the my favorite things I've ever seen. Um,
2: That's awesome.
0: Those are. I know. I love his interpretation of the designs.
2: It's like it could Um, be in a Rocky and Bullwinkle or something. This this style,
1: yeah, of cartoon. Yeah have
0: you have you guys seen these before? They're hysterical.
1: I think I've Um, seen I've seen something like this, and I I just thought you know if they ever bring these penguins into Teen Titans Go, that's how they're gonna look. Like it it, it, it has a great cartoonish look to it. Yeah, really,
0: really good. Um, be great I, toys too. These would that make great toys, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've got a. They do have some little little rocket pack penguins. I've got one. You know, um, they're like this big, and they're they're cast as metal, and they're. Um, oh, I
1: think you have seen those. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got one sitting next to this guy. <laughs> um, oh, this Ooh. was. will I'll, I'll stop sharing. This was um, an original sketch for you know the opening of the movie where um he's a baby and this is this was his play crib right you know uh Mm -hmm. uh, and then some other props this is the original bomb that they set underneath his um the batmobile to to blow up the batmobile Mm. um so is all exclusive
1: i think because i don't think i've ever seen any of these yeah these are well um
0: I I have these originals. These this is, so I just photographed the original artwork from these guys. It's mm, um, awesome. Yeah, so that's that's probably why. Probably why I don't there's the. Oh, the that's a better render there, huh? Yeah. The better ring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Um, that gives it yeah. justice. So these are yeah. So like a lot of these, like um, I have some of the originals from these guys from these drawings. Um, you just managed to. <laughs> Hold on to them over the years, and then oh, this is that's the wrong movie. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> stop sharing, well, that's cool. awesome. we'll
1: go into that in a bit. Uh, but yeah, we'll be uh, we're wrapping up returns right now. We got uh, some of Jock's stuff for yeah, the boat the bat ski boat. Uh, kind of a cool, cool, you know, manta ray type of look to this.
0: That's cool, yeah. pencil work oh yeah i love that interior he did so cool that that um the book the photographs of his renders for uh in this book don't Mm -hmm. do the renders justice oh yeah and you can see how different like so on the right side of that page were my marker sketches this was literally the first week i was on the film and Uh Bo said hey he's got this bat ski boat that goes through the sewers just do some ideas and you can see how far off the mark I was like I didn't have a feel for the film and I was doing like fantastic voids or something you know
3: mm, okay <laughs> but they
0: were but they were um enough to start the process right and they like they, you know Tim and Bowden look at me and go what's the matter with you Are you crazy they went oh that's that's cool look you know and they eased me into the look of the movie
1: ah that's that's good. cool that's awesome uh, this is the one that was very mysterious to us because it had this whole thing about like Robin sits here. I'm like Robin sits here, uh, but who I knows? I don't know
0: who that is. Is there? A... I don't remember this drawing.
1: I'll have to I'll have to dig it up just to see if there's a credit to that one. But uh, I'll let you know after we uh, take the break after going over the Batman Return stuff. Uh, let's see a little bit more of the Penguin lairs. Yeah. Um, let's see, and then this one. Of course, uh with the mm. with the big roller coaster. This is the one I showed to uh, Daniel Waters just to be like, hey, they almost did it with the roller coaster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um all all I can say to this was that and you can see how rough this was. I mean, basically this is this isn't even a painting, it's just a sketch and gouache. Because um Bo wanted to do some early exploration of you know. The exterior of his, la- th- this was before you, you'd you seen like Marty's and Tom's the final renderings of what it ended up becoming uh-huh. of um, a derelict carnival slash theme park. Uh-huh. Um, and so this was kind of my first rough pass sketch at um, what that might be, you know, in the sphere on the, on the right side is, was what was going to be his lair. Ah oh, um, gotcha. And and so yeah, that's so cool. that's why, you know, but even but like even really super rough sketches like this find their purchase eventually because it's all part of the process, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Yeah, um, that's that's great, yeah. See some more of the Arctic. Oh raid. yeah. The final one. getting yeah. his his poor ducky destroyed by the batscu. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's some more crazy. of this. Oh, Burton, uh,
2: Burton loved the ducky, huh?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> he
0: loved it. Um, <laughs> he loved the he loved the the ridiculousness of it. Um, <laughs> you know, just as he did the 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 rocket pack penguins. I mean, they're ridiculous. That that painting of him um, in the Hall of Records, uh, looking through the window. That Tom Lay painting is my favorite painting of all time. Um, oh, I remember oh, cool. watching. I remember watching him paint that and I was like, man, can you put a mood to something, you know, and this is um, not the guy that you would picture getting the Gotham look. I mean, this is like a, a, a dude that was you know, five foot four with a really bad mustache, white hair with a uh, Southern drawl. And he, <laughs> and he just would nail it painting after painting, after painting. It was, it was fun working with him.
2: Let me paint you a Gotham right quick.
0: That's, That's what great. he sounded like. <laughs> well, Here's your ambiance. Bo Welsh would imitate him all the time. He's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what state right. he was from? I think he was from Arkansas or something like that. Okay. He was always trying to get it. To, he's like, you know, I'd like to have a, some companionship sometime. And I <laughs> I'm not shy. I asked I ask the girls out, oh, but you know, I, I ain't any luck yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Show them your paintings. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. But he, <laughs> he'd be too afraid someone was going to catch on to his technique.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, he's so cagey about it.
0: Yeah. He was a character. Tom. Yeah. Was,
1: man. He was Sounds like it. Uh, then we have some more that we found oh, out later yeah. from an exhibit. Uh, let's see more red right Triangle Circus stuff yep. uh, line. oh
0: Marty's sketch of the Batcave yeah, so yeah that was awesome god where did where did you find that so where this was, was sent to
1: us from a fan in the UK where there used to be an exhibit I can look th- I can look this up afterwards just to find the specific name of it but oh I see
0: on the right yeah yeah
1: uh, so yeah, you can, you can kind of see Marty's name cut off a little bit uh, from this, from this photo, but yeah, I just had a bunch of concept art that I was just like, I didn't see that before, that before, that before. Um, so uh, that's Paul wears online, sent that to us. So uh, some great stuff. Yeah. And that
0: that's like, that's like full on Bo Welsh where, you know, the ridiculousness of that back cave and those skinny little walkways of like, how in the hell is he going to get across there? And, on, mm-hmm. on, and, and um, yeah, and Marty would just, yeah. This, these interiors of the Batsky boat were just so cool. Yeah.
1: Jack mm, exactly. uh, just look at another, that. Oh my yeah. god. Jeez. I look at what exactly the uh, the <laughs> big part of the, the Batmobile actually does. So that's so cool. Amazing. More wow. of the uh the uh sled actually in color this time. Yeah. So that's cool. So good to see these. More of the Batsky boat. Uh, yeah. Oh, so oh
0: my God. I can't, I, I remember, I forgot all about this. You got to tell me what this
1: is. Cause it's like, he has a parachute.
0: I, I, um, yeah. So it was just literally, um, and <laughs> hey, we got to come up with extra braking system and, you know, we, let's, let's do a, you know, a, a parachute that comes out the back, um, and put the bat, put the bat symbol on it. And oh. that's all I remember from this, but I I totally forgot about this sketch. <laughs> I can't. Uh, that's crazy. Is oh,
1: this in great. that this
0: this exhibit as well?
1: It, it looks like it. Yeah, these this particular section is uh, a bunch of the photos that were sent to me by this fan. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's an exhibit wow. that's still up. I'll I'll get the specific name to you so that you um, might learn a little bit more about it. But I it's it's not one that I've had access to. Uh, wow. but yeah this is once I saw your name on this i'm like wait a minute i gotta ask about this parachute thing
0: totally forgot well that's all i can tell you i mean i totally forgot about this completely mm-hmm. and i don't remember i don't remember the full concept of, of why it required doing a rendering of it i, I wish i remembered i can't remember
1: <laughs> they could have just been had brainstorming just... that type of stuff yeah yeah the break before hitting
2: somebody i don't know yeah.
0: yeah i mean definitely wasn't in the movie
1: yeah for sure yeah Maybe they were thinking about it before he hits, uh, you know, he's able to take control back and hit the brake before hitting the old woman.
3: Yeah.
0: So maybe, maybe
1: that part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another one, another, look yeah. Yeah. Uh, another look at that. Uh, oh, yeah. Another look at the interior of Wayne Manor. More stuff here. Uh, this looks very yeah. much. Yeah. Like Marty's stuff, as you said. That's
0: all Marty. Yeah. Oh, God, we draw a lot. didn't we, we put a lot. <laughs> <up here. laughs> That's awesome. A lot it of artwork. Paid off. Ooh. Oh, the Shrek! Yeah, this was fun doing um, a lot of the Shrek stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously uh, Felix the Cat had a was a big influence on this. and This is something that Tim was heavily invested in in regards to um, you know the aesthetic of how you know how this looked, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. it was prominent in the movie, obviously. Totally. So.
1: Yeah. And you know I forgot we... about
0: that sketch too. I wish I had that
1: <laughs> original. As he said, like it's story and design, right? Cuz you you need this cat in order for Selena to have the inspiration as well as her own cats to don right. the catwoman suit almost like in a mocking way to her boss as she's planning yeah. her revenge on him. So it's yep. it it all comes together. Uh, another look at the Gotham that we saw earlier. You can right. kind of see the reflection of a Jack Nicholson statue on this, yep. at this exhibit.
0: That's cool.
1: More Gotham stuff here, uh, and then oh yeah, another one from Marty on this, and some more rubber ducky. Yep. <laughs> more umbrella stuff as well. There's just a That's ton at this exhibit. I'm just like, why? Why am I not there? <laughs> Is what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I these are
0: these, these are all my umbrella sketches. Like we did, I did a bazillion ideas for this, just for one quick shot of him
1: taking her across the skyline. Oh uh, yeah see some more Cobblepot Manor right over here on the left. God. So that's awesome. Uh, let's see. Ah, the cemetery scene as yeah. well. That type of look. Uh, Cobblepot so for mayor.
0: This is the kind of stuff that Jacques would do along with everything else that like Tim would just, they were just, you know, just firing on all cylinders off of each other and having, I mean, he had some like, they had so much fun just doing the whole mayoral campaign part of the movie, because uh, it was so absurd, right? You know? Yeah. And um mm-hmm. and and Jacques feel to this sort of Marxist, you know, graphic and all that stuff. I mean, Tim just loved this stuff. So it was fun to share the office and listen to them, you know, going through these all this art, artwork and, and like campaign um posters and all that stuff together. it's 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 funny you got a guy that like is capable of this and capable of doing amazing hardware and the interior of the bat ski boat and all that. Like the guy just can do, he could do anything, you know, Uh, a lot of competitors are just really good at certain things and Jack could do, he could do it all.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Little penguin getting tossed into the river.
0: Very sad. sad. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't throw your kids into a, a wintry, um, river
1: or they'll come mm-hmm. back and try to kill all the firstborn kids with Gotham City. yeah
0: all right there was a that that bottom painting bottom I, one,
1: yeah.
0: um yep i remember that one so same thing just sort of like okay you know let's hone in more on the mm-hmm. lair oh that's good these are uh, just really rough like half day you know little sketches
1: mm. that must be But they're great glimpses for us, you know, in terms of of seeing all the stuff that was developed, the evolution of it getting into what we ended up seeing on screen.
0: Yeah. There's so much that goes into, I mean, just like on any Marvel movie I work on, whatever it is that makes it to the screen that I've done, sometimes there'll be 80 versions before we get there, you know, a hundred versions. Right. Right.
1: some more of the penguin lair here, penguin himself as well. Um, some more of the, uh, another look at the yeah. campaign headquarters. More
0: Tom Lay paintings. Mm-hmm.
1: Spotlight that penguin More of the bat ski boat. Yeah. And um, these were interesting to me. I feel like the answers, you know, Occam's razor, you go for the simplest explanation, but some of the concept art here have a blue and gray Batman, as well as uh, there's your Gotham as well uh, on the right. Uh, as well as we have a purple suited Catwoman after this blue uh, blue Batman. But I'm going to guess that's less of a concept for the actual costume and more of just like, eh, it's just just put her in there, kind of just like how she looks like in a lot of classic comics.
0: This I can explain to you. Um, yeah, so these are Tom Lay paintings again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, Tom, uh, he's completely unfamiliar with the characters just only what he would know from maybe, you know, the TV show. So he was just throwing the characters in there for scale. They have nothing to do with the costume design. Mm-hmm. And it was just his, his naive knowledge of what, what the characters were that, you know, he just painted them in that way. So that's why you saw the, you know, the, the colorful Batman and, and, um, and why you see it this way too. Mm-hmm. nothing to do with the costume design nothing to that just like tom throwing them in there for scale and not knowing really what what they actually would look like
2: it's like costume design wasn't even finalized when he was doing this as yeah. well right yeah no right now right.
0: at some point they were even while we were still in the art department but not not at that point mm-hmm. that okay
1: gotcha. Uh all right so Ann Peanut has joined us for the finale of this <laughs> and uh, we we uh have uh, basically gone over all the concept wow. that we have of Batman returns uh with Tim but we are going to bring him back for talking about Batman forever but uh, before we do that episode uh any closing thoughts about uh, your time on Batman returns
0: Yeah this has been great guys I um I, I I enjoyed this as much as I thought I would and I'm looking forward to talking about Batman Forever and the Batmobile um, next week with you. There's some great stories there. Um, and it was really fun to look at all this artwork and see stuff that I completely forgot about. And again, <laughs> listen to your commentary and the stuff along with like being able to share some of um, my experience from the day, bringing that forward and and also um, just reliving those days. So I, I thank you for that. I appreciate it. it of, lots of fun. Well,
2: thank you. awesome work man
0: thanks good talking with you
1: yep and with that that is superhero stuff you should know big thanks to dan for gathering or regathering all the concept art for this and showing it to tim so that was awesome uh and then over to the fan comments we have a few from kendarius dupree art uh pointing out one of the concept art from titans that one is literally a toy it's from the batman Unlink series i still own it lol um we're wondering if you meant the batman unlimited series that's what it looks
2: like yeah yeah
1: this looks like it's it matches the capture claw batmobile though there are a few differences Uh, as you can see here we don't have the uh, sort of gold awning thing that connects the two uh, wings in the back which i'm kind of glad they went away spoiler yeah the spoiler that's the dropper term on that. Yeah, the spoiler <laughs> in the back. That's yeah. what I know about cars. Dude, so, yeah. I don't know much myself, but... <laughs> yeah, the spoiler.
0: I remember
2: people talking about spoilers in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I don't need
1: to see that on a Batmobile. It's, I don't need it. But you it know what? I like it.
2: this toy, though, other than the, the spoiler. Cool. Yeah. Uh, like, it's the right kind of simple design. I think this is... I, I would have bought this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, We got another comment on the uh, the we call it the Clown Gang episode, but it's the uh, the the Batman Returns actors reenacting the deleted scenes episode. Uh, Cyber Troop Studio says I'm going to guess Ben knows the scene in question, even with the inserted screen grab later on this video. But to back up what Greg Cummins said at the 1938 mark, the Acrobat Thug, as well as the Knife Thrower Dame, Snake Woman, and Sword Swallower, all are seen, albeit briefly coming out of apartments with Gotham's wealthy firstborn sons in their hands as the circus train pulls up in a scene right before the climax. The three of them are shown placing the babies into the train's cages, just as the silhouette of Batman appears and proceeds to apprehend the organ grinder by grabbing him from above. The acrobat thug's appearance can be viewed at the 110 mark in this video. Uh, that cyber troop link, yes, thank you uh, for that. I also had Dan uh, find that, get us the screen grab, and Andrew edited that into the part of the episode, so uh, mm. thanks for that. Uh, Great video, once again, such amazing insight here with all three actors, Branscombe Richmond said it best in that the Red Triangle gang makes up a lot of the runtime in Batman Returns with their everlasting presence. They may not have many lines, but they're always doing something and their actions keep the story moving along. I definitely think a lot of the non-acting listeners slash viewers will get a unique perspective with this one, finding out what it is like for the non-star slash day players on a huge movie like this. Also, to this day, I have to say, the Red Triangle Gang remains the most memorable gang in any Batman film or any superhero flick for that matter. Keep up the great work.
2: We got to send this to the to the guys.
1: Yeah. Ben, this is a we'll send this one over. great yeah. comment. This is great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah uh will do but yeah thank you cyber troop studios for this one we definitely a lot of the purpose of that one was of course to to do exactly what you said to, to highlight the, the people who aren't the major stars they're not on the marquee they're not on the the poster and stuff but they they be they contribute so much in you know the 30 seconds to a minute that they show up on screen and it's uh it was great to be able to to show that appreciation for them mm-hmm. uh last one is from uh, gary devlin uh, this is amazing love those two clowns especially I'm also not one for speeches so I'll just say NECA you missed these two <laughs> special action figures ASAP
2: it's true man the, yeah. these these would sell for sure yeah. for sure NECA or McFarland or somebody get on it
1: man yeah yeah we definitely love to to have uh, you know Branscombe Henry Greg have their own action figures for this stuff for what they contributed to this movie so yeah awesome all right, over to the shoutouts.
2: Oh man, we're already here. Can't believe it. All right, so we want to thank everybody up on the board here and some people that have joined us recently at the $1 tier. Uh might include Benjamin V, Chris F, MetaGeek, Chuck, ATWT, Chris R and Chris M and we have hey, other Chris supporters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh our other supporters as well are up on the board here. Thank you for that everybody. You can get on the board at the $1 tier that gets you that there shout-out. And then the $5 tier gets you a whole new show. This show you're watching right now is every Monday for free on YouTube. But then we have a whole other show every Friday, every week at the Patreon uh, tier behind the paywall. And uh, $5, join it. You can even binge it and then Mm -hmm. cancel, unsubscribe, whatever you want to do. There it is. Um, I'm sure we've had a lot of people do that already, <laughs> but <laughs> right. we probably we probably shouldn't say that too much. But we keep saying it anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's five dollars, and then together ten. We have our ten dollar tier. That's our monthly meetup. That's a monthly live show. Call in with us and talk with us once a month. We have a topic at hand and something to react to. Sometimes depends on the month, but that's uh, the ten dollar monthly meetup tier. And of course, just like uh. How uh, other Patreons work. If you're at the ten dollar tier, for example, you get the one and five dollar tier benefits as well. If you're at the five dollar tier, ben- if you at the five dollar tier, you get the one dollar tier benefit. So there that is. And uh, also, we have merch at uh, superhousepod.redbubble.com, superhero stuffpod.threadless.com, Ben Manzacula, indeed, wizard, mug, shirt, shower curtains, and all the rest artwork by stefan Santa Cruz. And you can send us some audio to superhousepodcast at gmail.com or just drop us a line in general. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on YouTube. Thunderwolfdrew.com has my whole portfolio except for Amanorecon.com. That is A M A N O R E C O N.com. This is an original idea. Right now, we're very close to finalizing our four minute pitch video uh, that would be on the indiegogo page indiegogo is like kickstarter but a little bit more geared towards uh short films and uh films in general i think mark bernardin used indiegogo maybe kickstarter i can't remember mm. anyway because he had to fund his own thing um but yeah so uh this is an uh, r rated um think x files and stranger things meets power rangers basically lots of blood in it as well uh and this poster here is by zach zachary jackson brown and uh yeah it's coming soon i know i've been talking about forever we're where we we uh crossed more of milestones recently but more on that later then
1: shout out to comic capital on instagram as well as the everything entertainment club on clubhouse you can follow us on social media on twitter at superhouse pod instagram superhero stuff pod uh, what am I looking at? Oh, yes, TikTok that's, superhero that's, stuff pod. That's, <laughs> that's, we're not so on TikTok too real, much TikTok. lately. <laughs> uh Vero Superhero <laughs> Stuff Pod. Uh my website is BenwanRider.com. Uh, you can also check out my scripts there, Gotham Vampire, where little Bruce Wayne faces off against the mad monk, the golden age villain, as well as Elementary, The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the adventure of the dying detective. And for a change of pace, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disneyland, the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode they could never make, where Larry goes to Disneyland. You can also follow my YouTube channel. In this link is in the description below. Uh, you can follow and find out Doctor Who, The Rodent of Time, an audio drama I write, edit, and narrate, in which the Eighth Doctor meets Miyamoto Masashi in ancient Japan. You can also follow my Instagram at Writer, as well as my son's Instagram my cat alfie at alfie pennyworth cat uh and if you have an alfie yourself as well as peanut who is very much featured earlier in this episode <laughs> cameo you, you here. Can get, yes a little cat <laughs> is the mcu cameo uh yes, then yes. you can uh basically get the whisker box the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent and if you don't have a cat but you have a dog instead that's cool too because you can get the bark box you all Give your dog exactly what they want with the bark box. First month off is free, valued at $35. And you can get that promo link from us at superherostuffpod.com slash shop. You can get all sorts of stuff, including the Batman 80th anniversary book by Andrew Farrago and Gina McIntyre, that even uh, you know Tim Flandery seems to love as well. So you can get that from our shop. That can basically kick back some money over to us, that's an affiliate link, as well as enhance your collection and give you uh, some ownership over copies of this concept art as well. And then lastly, Manscaped, it's a real ad, everybody. This (laughs) promo code does work and it is Johnson's ball sack. It has been approved by Manscaped. You have to use it yourself if you have to believe it. But you can get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code Manscaped. I mean, Johnson's ball sack at (laughs) Manscaped.com.
2: I mean, if you want to test the veracity of this code, Mm-hmm. Feel free to go to manscaped.com and put it <laughs> right there in, uh, at checkout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's Johnson's Ball Sack, all one word, no apostrophe or anything like that. <laughs> Johnson's Ball Sack, 20% <laughs> off at free shipping. Make your platinum package, your package a platinum package with <laughs> with the Platinum Package 4.0. Uh, you know, shave down the bush into something presentable with the Underoos, man. You know what I mean? Come mm-hmm. on. You want to make your dick seem bigger, and uh, if you're going to be showing it off, you know, make sure it's uh, looking good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, the women out there—they're doing all kinds of uh, work trying to make make things look good. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So you got to do your part, man.
2: You have to do your part in in the war. <laughs> you have to do, yeah. You have to do your part. Contribute to mm-hmm. your balls. Yes. <laughs> so to your sack.
1: I so, do wonder what our guests think when they get to this point of the episode. They're like, I, I don't remember this part. It's like I, skipped,
2: I skipped the manscaped dad in the middle, and I got this one again. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the time codes, there, Ben. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Big thanks to and Dan. For big those. thanks to Dan. Yes, thank you. And uh, let's think of the uh, Batman Returns when we could do. Uh, if you didn't see this episode. You missed.